The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O God, thou wilt not despise. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, or as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 36, on page 383. My heart showeth me the wickedness of the ungodly, that there is no fear of God before his eyes. For he flattereth himself in his own sight, until his abominable sin be found out. The words of his mouth are unrighteous and full of deceit. He hath left off to behave himself wisely and to do good. He imagineth mischief upon his bed, and hath set himself in no good way. Neither doth he abhor anything that is evil. Thy mercy, O Lord, reacheth unto the heavens, and thy faithfulness unto the clouds. Thy righteousness standeth like the strong mountains. Thy judgments are like the great deep. Thou, Lord, shalt save both man and beast. How excellent is thy mercy, O God! And the children of men shall put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. They shall be satisfied with the plenteousness of thy house, and thou shalt give them drink of thy pleasures, as out of the river. For with thee is the well of life, and in thy light shall we see light. O continue forth thy loving kindness unto them that know thee, and thy righteousness unto them that are true of heart. O let not the foot of pride come against me, and let not the hand of the ungodly cast me down. There are they fallen, all that work wickedness. They are cast down, and shall not be able to stand. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twenty-first chapter of the book of Genesis. And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age, 
at the set time of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Isaac. Then Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God had commanded them. Now Abraham was one hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And Sarah said, God has made me laugh, and all who hear will laugh with me. She also said, Who could have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? For I have borne him a son in his old age. So the child grew and was weaned, and Abraham made a great feast on the same day that Isaac was weaned. And Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, whom she had borne to Abraham, scoffing. Therefore she said to Abraham, Cast out this bondwoman and her son, for the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, namely with Isaac. And the matter was very displeasing in Abraham's sight because of his son. But God said to Abraham, Do not let it be displeasing in your sight because of the lad, or because of your bondwoman. Whatever Sarah has said to you, listen to her voice, for in Isaac your seed shall be called. Yet I will also make a nation of the son of this bondwoman, because he is your seed. So Abraham rose early in the morning, and took bread and a skin of water, and putting it on her shoulder, he gave it and the boy to Hagar, and sent her away. Then she departed, and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba, and the water in the skin was used up, and she placed the boy under one of the shrubs. Then she went and sat down across from him at a distance of about a bowshot. For she said to herself, Let me not see the death of the boy. So she sat opposite him, and lifted her voice, and wept. And God heard the voice of the lad. Then the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven, and said to her, What ails you, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the lad where he is. Arise, lift up the lad, and hold him with your hand, for I will make him a great nation. Then God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. And she went and filled the skin with water, and gave the lad a drink. So God was with the lad, and he grew and dwelt in the wilderness, and became an archer. He dwelt in the wilderness of Paran, and his mother took a wife for him from that land of Egypt. And it came to pass at that time that Abimelech and Phicol, the commander of his army, spoke to Abraham, saying, God is with you in all that you do. Now, therefore, swear to me by God that you will not deal falsely with me, with my offspring, or with my posterity, but that according to the kindness that I have done to you, you will do to me and to the land in which you have dwelt. And Abraham said, I will swear. Then Abraham rebuked Abimelech because of a well of water which Abimelech's servants had seized. And Abimelech said, I do not know who has done this thing. You did not tell me nor had I heard of it until today. So Abraham took sheep and oxen and gave them to Abimelech, and the two of them made a covenant. And Abraham set seven ewes of the flock by themselves. Then Abimelech asked Abraham, What is the meaning of these seven ewe lambs which you have set by themselves? And he said, You will take these seven ewe lambs from my hand, that they may be my witness that I have dug this well. Therefore he called that place Beersheba, because the two of them swore an oath there. Thus they made a covenant at Beersheba. So Abimelech rose with Phicol, the commander of his army, and they returned to the land of the Philistines.
Then Abraham planted a tamarisk tree at Beersheba, and there called on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God. And Abraham stayed in the land of the Philistines many days. Here ended the first lesson. Blessed art thou, Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the third chapter of the first epistle of St. Paul to the Corinthians. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able, for you are still carnal. For there were many, for where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? For when one says, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are you not carnal? Who then is Paul, and who is Apollos, but ministers through whom you believed, as the Lord gave to each one? I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, you are God's building. According to the grace of God which was given to me, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can any one lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any one builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work, of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built is on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss. But he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. Do you not know that you are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him, for the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Here ended the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. 
to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, the knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you and with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, who for our sake did fast forty days and forty nights, give us grace to use such abstinence, that, our flesh being subdued to the Spirit, we may ever obey thy godly motions in righteousness and true holiness, to thy honor and glory who livest and reignest with the Father and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, let us forgive the sins of all those who are penitent. Create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthy lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, and knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
Good morning to all. This chapter of uh, Genesis with Genesis with the birth of uh, of I and naming of Isaac really plays literally off um, this this name uh, his name Isaac, which means laughter. And when we look at what we've read so far, we have a lot of laughter surrounding the birth of Isaac when Abram was first told about the birth by God in his old age. He laughed when uh, Sarai, who's becoming Sarah heard about it, she laughed. Um, and then when um, Isaac is born, Sarah says, people will laugh. And it could be laugh, laugh. It could be laugh with me or laugh at me. It's it's a kind of a humorous sight, the, the, the 90-year-old woman sort of with a child on her breast nursing away. And then uh, lastly, Ishmael, it says Ishmael mocked. But the word is the same uh, derivative from the name Isaac. He he also laughed. So the, literally, all these things are pulled together by by the name of Isaac. Um, the story also uh, in this chapter is meant to highlight God's care for Ishmael. In many ways, you know, Ishmael is only alive because Abraham and Sarah didn't believe in the promise of God to wait, and yet it happens. And this this is constant in the Bible where um, God redeems, God works through the choices humans make, even when the choices aren't the best ones. And this is a, a good lesson for our own lives because um, God, as Romans says, works in all things for good, even even in, in and through the things where we didn't maybe get it exactly right. And an interesting um, note in when Abram, Abraham uh, sends Hagar and, and Ishmael away, which I think must happen in a culture where you have one child as an heir and one who was the heir until this other child came along. The separation is is probably necessary. But when they go out in the wilderness and and Hagar's crying, and it, it's interesting in the narrative. We're not told that Ishmael, but but the narrative says that God heard the lad's voice, <clears throat> and this makes the point that that Ishmael as a child of Abraham. Um, is recognized by God, who will become a great nation also. Um, it, it's interesting as we move over into the New Testament lesson for 1 Corinthians, which is about factions in the church. And this is uh, something that's been you know, timeless in, in the church, that one says, I'm of Paul, another of Apollos, and the idea that I prefer this person to that person, and therefore we're, you know, and which which isn't in itself, it's just human, but therefore I'm kind of developing a faction who supports this person and opposes that person. I mean, it sort of, in a certain way, dawned on me that this does, this envy and jealousy does relate to the family disorder of the patriarchs, that we have the envy and jealousy of Ishmael and Isaac. Um, we're going to have uh, Isaac giving birth to Jacob and Esau, and their whole narrative is going to be about how jealousy birthright plays out. And then uh, Jacob uh, will give birth to the 12 tribes. And of course, the whole narrative will play out about Joseph and his brothers who are, who are jealous, they're jealous of Joseph. They sell him. So this thing that comes up in the church is simply human nature everywhere. We see it in the patriarchal narratives. And, and Paul calls it uh, flat carnal, which means, means fleshly spiritual and flesh, it's this flesh and spirit that St. Paul continually refers to that I'm, he says, you're, you're not, I can't speak to you as spiritual people because you're, you're 
existing in this um, realm of division and jealousy and envy, all of which are, are sort of fleshly um, impulses that flow out of ordinary human nature. And so he, he talks about, um, you know, about the nature of the church, that, that it's, it's Paul as a, as a sort of master builder laid a foundation, and then other people are building on it. And the only thing that really matters is, is how the structure is um, um, growing. And they, it, he moves to organic metaphor. Um, and he talks about it'll be revealed in the day. The day will declare everyone's work. <clears throat> so the point is there, and there's envy and jealousy and strife. And this is because, you know, someone feels slighted in relation to someone else or I'm part of this group. And Paul is saying that the judgment is going to reveal what things really are. That is, and, and, and it's interesting here, just as thinking about envy and jealousy, we've all been, each of us has been made to be a certain person with a certain kind of get, set of gifts that we have to contribute to the work of the body. And when we're thinking in, in, that, in the virtue is contentment, we're contented with what God has made us and given us we seek to use the gifts we have to contribute to the good of the body. We find our value there will be valued by the body and will contribute something to the body. Uh, that work, when the day when the day comes, it'll be shown. Yes, okay, you you were faithful to to play back to the sort of uh, talents metaphor. You're 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 faithful with what I gave you, and you there's a reward comes to that. But if we don't do that, if instead we're um, operating on a merely sort of fleshly level, trying to, you know, get more for my side versus this other side and causing arguments, the day will declare that that's nothing. You didn't plant anything and nothing grew. And um, and so that's the being saved as though through fire is that it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean if you're being, being bad, behaving badly in the church, and causing division that you won't be saved it just means you're not building, you're not helping to build anything that's that's very important. And so, um, and, and the point is, it, it literally is reality, and it, it sort of gets back to the Old Testament lesson. Ishmael, um, the reality of Ishmael is he's going to become a great nation, but the reality is not the heir. He's not the heir that God promised. There's nothing he can do to become the heir. So his goal in life would be to be contented with who he is and to become that great nation. Sometimes we want to be who we're not and we're, ain't, we're jealous when someone else is doing that. And, and in the body of Christ, in, if the more mature we can grow to be, the more we can be grateful when somebody is doing something maybe you know different maybe even we think better than us but if they're doing it well and it's helping the church uh we can be grateful for that and be grateful that we've been given the ability to participate in the work of the church in the way we've been given to participate so contentment requires humility requires being being content with who we are and um the last the last line of the of the second lesson where, where it talks about um um, if anyone destroys the temple, God will destroy him because you're the temple. You're the temple, essentially. What he says. We have to be clear here. He doesn't. He's referring here to the church as the temple, not merely to individual Christians. And the point is, if our behavior destroys or or undermines or hurts 
the, the larger body, we're going to be held accountable for that. This is not just my own personal sins that don't affect anybody. And because God is concerned about the growth of the body of Christ, the church, and therefore so the lesson is to be contented, to use our gifts, and to beware of those things that cause factions and beware of envy within ourselves and really cultivate at Lent's good time for it, the, the, the virtue of contentment. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially pray for thy holy church universal, that they may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness, all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you're a great Monday and great start to your week. Thank you. Thank you, Father John. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Bye, kiddo. Bye, everybody. Have a good day. Thank you, everyone.